The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome back to Answers for Elders radio, everyone. And I am here with a brand new guest. Um, There's a lot of families out there that may have a loved one that's been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And, you know, you're hearing a lot more about it. And we are here with a very special expert and published author, Leanna Marie. Leanna, welcome to Answers for Elders. Hi, Suzanne. I'm I'm very interested in your story. You're uh, obviously got into writing about Parkinson's and helping due to your own personal story. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Actually, my mom, she's the reason why I wrote the books. She was diagnosed about 30 years ago now, and uh, she was in her late 40s. And back then, this was at the early time of the internet where there wasn't a lot available outside of just going to mm-hmm. a bookstore. And a lot of the books that we read that she found were written by doctors for doctors kind of thing. So she said she was about 10 years into her diagnosis, and she's like, you know, I had to learn everything on my own, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wouldn't it be cool if there was something written by someone who had gone through everything that she had yeah. gone through? Yeah, and that can... In language that you can that understand. we can understand, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you know, it's interesting because because we as the public we think of Parkinson's disease of like Michael J. Fox, right? right. Yeah. Or uh, you know, or or Muhammad Ali. Didn't he have Parkinson's? Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. So so those are the kind of things that you know we think of, mm-hmm. and just a general thing. But we really don't understand what the disease really is. Why don't you explain a little bit about your experience with helping your mom and what what that's done? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Michael J., he's the most public figure right now. Mm -hmm. And he's done actually quite well with the disease. He's had, uh, he in fact was diagnosed right around the same time my mom was. And so she could identify with him right away. He, um, and you know, some people say, well, he's got a lot of money. Of course he's fine. Well, I mean, you can't (laughs) just beat a disease because you have money. However, he has had the odd surgery here and there, and that's been successful. And, and not everybody looks the same who's had Parkinson's. That's Mm -hmm. the number one thing I've been trying to let people know, just because one person maybe within a couple of years, Mm -hmm. they lose all their mobility doesn't necessarily mean that you will be that same Mm -hmm. person. So, um, and that was the experience with my mom. She got quote unquote, the good kind of Parkinson's in that she didn't really notice any major debilitating symptoms until about 10, 15 years in. So that was really good. And her doctor told her that right away. You know, you've got this this kind and hopefully Mm -hmm. you should be able to hold on to your job for another 10 to 15 years, which she did. Wow. So there are different types of Parkinson's. This is interesting. So Tell me a little bit about that. That's why they call it a snowflake disease or a boutique illness because every case is different. So though there are very similar symptoms, you'll see people challenges with mobility, you'll see that kind of thing all throughout. The but tremors. In yeah, some the cases. tremors. Some yeah. people have it on one side. Some people actually don't have any tremor. And that was what my mom had a tremor. I know that's something that not everybody knows, mm-hmm. but she had a small tremor on her one side. And that's when the doctor said, oh, you've got the good kind because you have a tremor. Um, again, that's not to say that there's a it's good that you're diagnosed with Parkinson's, right. but because they know more and more now about it, they're able to distinguish between, and there's Parkinson-like uh, illnesses as well. So again, mm-hmm. that's your doctor will help you find out what kind you have. Right, but, yeah. right. And and obviously, it, it and I, I'm, a, I'm without somebody that knows very much, I mm-hmm. don't know hardly anything about it, but it is a 
something that happens to a brain. It's a brain disease, correct? Correct. It's neurodegenerative um, in that there's a transmitter in your brain that dopamine is, mm-hmm. uh, to make it sound easy, it's basically that that is being destroyed or it's being eliminated. Now, they, if they knew exactly what was causing that, they'd have a cure. Recently, they found something. They thought it started in the brain, but more recently, researchers and doctors have discovered that it might be starting in your gut, which is a really interesting change interesting. in research. Like so a now, chemical situation? Yeah. They're, they're, again, if they knew exactly, they would know for sure how to cure it. But there's some connection between it starting perhaps down in the gut and then being transmitted up to your brain. And so they're doing a lot of research there. In fact, recently they came out with a study that said uh, if you have lost your appendix, mm-hmm. um, you have a 25% chance, less chance of developing Parkinson's. So why is that? Why is it the if you've had an appendectomy that you're that less chance? That is weird. So they're discovering, right. So they're discovering some neat, neat things that are on the horizon for treatment because they found this link between the gut and the brain. So... We'll see what happens there, yeah. but we're hopeful that that means that we're getting closer and closer to finding right, the treatment. Right, right. Yeah. So obviously, Parkinson's is known as being kind of a long progression, right? Correct. It's chronic. A, yeah, yeah, it's a chronic condition mm-hmm. that, but it will eventually be terminal. Is that correct? I mean, I don't even know. Right. So they don't say you die of Parkinson's. Like It'll Alzheimer's. Be, yeah, correct. It'll thing. be complications due to, mm-hmm. and one of the, one of the main ones would be... Um, because you lose your ability to your throat muscles, you um, they they don't work as well anymore. Right. A lot of people have trouble swallowing and therefore oh, end up choking. Choking, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But again, that's we're talking many many years down the mm-hmm. line, and it depends. I don't want to make it sound like this no horrible dreary diagnosis for everyone. Because again, my mom is thirty years in, and um, still chewing, still. Still you know, doing great. Yeah, yeah. In that Still in that regard, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as far as you know, taking care of a family member, mm. um, you know, being a family caregiver, you probably in many cases you've been, you know, you have a you you're not a one on one family caregiver with your mom because you your mom is up in Canada, Correct. bless her heart, mm-hmm. and you're down here and newly married mm-hmm. and and living in. We have the wonderful blessing of having you living in our backyard in Seattle. So that's a wonderful thing. So what's that been like for you? I guess what I'm asking is being a long distance, long distance caregiver. Yeah. And when I first, when I first, cause she's in near Toronto, Ontario. And when I first moved out West uh, to Western Canada, that was a challenge. And she said, follow your heart. At that time I was, Mm -hmm. I was drawn to the ocean and many other things. And Anyway, she said, you got to follow your heart. She was a wonderful cheerleader for my life and just said, if that's your life, you got to be out there. And I said, well, how can I care for you long distance? Mm-hmm. Now, she she had a wonderful husband who was caring for her, my stepdad, and um, and long distance is a challenge. But you know what? With some great inventions called Skype, and I could see her. I had a standing appointment every week where I we hooked up the Internet and, oh, and see her on Skype. And that makes a huge difference for her and for me. Mm-hmm. It's like because... If you don't see your daughter for that long, it can be very hard. And likewise for me, when I didn't see my mom, but then as soon as we have Skype, I still do that every week. Every Tuesday, I that's so we have important. A, yeah, we have that. Even now, my mom is in a home, but we have a. My cousin comes in, sets up the internet, and gets her on I Skype. I love and, that. Yeah, so I we love see her. That. So we see face to face every week. And you yeah. work with families now. Mm-hmm. Um, and your website. Tell us a little bit about your website. Yeah, so allaboutparkinsons.com is my website. We started that in 2005, so it's been up for a long time. 
Um, and we essentially, we're providing resources to help people with Parkinson's and their caregivers. Mm-hmm. So right now, those are the two books that I've written on those topics. And then we have a forum um, as well, where we're trying to connect people from all over the world, because we know Parkinson's isn't just in Canada or the United no. States. It's in Australia, UK, India, Spain. I mean, we've Everywhere. had over 50 countries in the world that have joined. So for mm-hmm. sure, it's, yeah, we're trying to make it known that, it, you know, this is the one thing we have in common. And how can we help each other? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so that. And obviously, the holiday season is coming up now. Correct. So let's talk a little bit. We've got about three minutes mm-hmm. left in the show. Tell us a little bit about how we can support somebody in the family that has Parkinson's. Yeah, so in the holidays, I think of a lot of eating. That's me, anyways, when I'm going for turkey dinner and whatever. And mm-hmm. I think of all the times that we sat down with mom for Thanksgiving and some specific things that were challenges for her. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, when we're talking about, for example, people with Parkinson's, you may not know that they have challenges with swallowing. And so, you know, and it in fact happened one one year that the dinner table mom started choking because, again, Mm. she just needed more liquid or less big chunks of food or whatever. And so we then made adjustments for next time. But those were just some things at the mealtime that were significant. Also, um, we learned quickly to have a lot of napkins around, nice looking napkins, mm-hmm. not to say like mom needs a bib. That right. wasn't, that's not good. You didn't want to say that, but she definitely, and these were things that she could be embarrassed by. So when sure. we had a lot of people come over, we wanted to make sure she didn't feel that way. So we had, she had, you know, a fancy looking scarf or whatever around that would help her because nice. again, people with Parkinson's also have trouble with drooling sometimes yeah. and that can be yeah. embarrassing. Or frustrating because they have those shakes that you might see somebody on TV with, like uh, you may have seen Michael J. with, it's called dyskinesia. You may have seen him shaking, and that can make mealtime really hard, too. Mm -hmm. So those are some things we need to think about when you're in someone's home. If you're going to visit someone and you've got really crowded areas, that can be extremely hard for someone with Parkinson's because they can freeze. Um, Their mobility can just completely stop if they go from a big open area to a small area. They don't exactly know why that happens, but for people with Parkinson's, their brains, they just have this challenge with um, changing. So sure. if you go big to small, right? So that those things, it's just good to be aware of when you're having someone over for dinner with mm-hmm. Parkinson's or whatever, mm-hmm. just to clear out areas, as in anyone who might be Absolutely. older and have some challenges with walking or that kind of thing. You want to get all rid of all the rugs, scatter rugs and all those things that people can trip on, that kind of stuff. So I think of those things. We had a completely, we got rid of all the rugs in our house. Like we just had f- completely bare floor and mom loved that. She took off her socks. She wore bare feet because oh, she liked feeling connected yes. to the floor was easier yes. for her. Yes. Um, and again, with just family around, it wasn't like, wasn't this big. We had to be formal and she had no. to have this, you know, we also even had a chair on wheels like the one I'm sitting on right now. Yeah. So uh, so she could scoot around if she couldn't get back up. That's so important. That's yeah. so important. And so, I think, too, just really coming back to, you know, the things that we've talked about is just don't overwhelm a senior. And especially I can imagine with Parkinson's, too many people on them at once yeah. is is got to be hard, right? Yeah. And yeah, and we all probably say this a hundred thousand times, but you know, no stress and stress exacerbates symptoms of people with Parkinson's. So it's bad for me. It's really bad for them. Yeah. 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 So how do we get more information about you? Um, If you can go to allaboutparkinsons.com and there's a contact page, you can, you can email me there or um, just check, check it out and see, you can get the books through there. 
Um, there's a link to the Amazon site where you can get hard copies. But if you want to send me an email, I will gladly email you a book for free. Whether you're a caregiver or you know someone with Parkinson's, I'd be happy to give that to you for free. Well, Leanna Marie, I am so glad you're here. And and really, it is we are so blessed to have you on Answers for Elders Radio. Oh, thank thank you. you so much for being here. Thank you. Answers for Elders Radio Show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.